God damn, we look like the fucking Blues Brothers today. <laughs> Blues Brothers. Imagine if they were Latino. <laughs> doing the doing the whole entire set to Jay Balvin and Daddy Yankee. <laughs> oh geez, that'd be something else, man. No, but oh, I man. definitely look at all. I just need that the hat, and I'm one of them. No, you, you look. You just need the 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 skin pigment. You look like Seamus before going to jail. No, I don't think so. No, you do. You do. You big red. I look like you know who I look like. I look like Mac Miller before the drugs. Mac Miller was not ginger. Yeah, he was. Was he? Not really, but like he had like the beard and the face. What are you? What are you, Rob Dyrdek? He gets the one red hair on his beard. And he's like, I'm point five percent ginger. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh man, no. Actually, you know, you kind of look like Hornswoggle, but you give Hornswoggle like a lot of body to him. You look like <laughs> people's first attempt to draw in Daddy Angie. I look like Pitbull with hair. Look at that shit. <laughs> I'm so glad we're not recording right now. That's unreal. <clears throat> no, wait. We actually are recording. Oh, shoot. All right. Well, hey. Buenos dias. Good morning, everybody. It is episode 96, Yellow Card Podcast. Listen. Very... I'm a soul man. I'm a soul man. We look like Drake and Josh in the land of the misfit toys. <laughs> No, anyways, come on, anyways. it's Drake and it's Drake and Jose with you, you Spanish bastard. Oh my god, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Listen, um, interesting end to the transfer window. Um, let's get started to episode ninety six here. Jones, Diego, TJ here, your host as always. Um, if you were following us on Twitter at Podcast Card, you saw that we stayed up on top of every single storyline possible. I, I mean, so many things happened towards the end of the transfer deadline that it was just insane. Yesterday, 6 p.m., couldn't come any sooner. Um, 7 p.m. For, for some other time zones. But uh, what a wild transfer deadline day finish. I mean, absolutely wild. Let's go over some some of the key storylines as well. Um, one, one that I consider somewhat key is... Um, Memphis Depay definitely not going to any club at all. Um, he chose to stay in Barcelona before terminating any of his contracts there. Uh, with them, no club actually bid it on him or anything like that. Uh, seems like you know Depay needs to figure out some sort of picking up his performance before the January transfer window, where he will have a second chance to terminate his contract. Um and be able to be either transferred out on loan or on a permanent deal. But it doesn't look like Barcelona has him anymore. His plans is a shame, considering he was one of their top, top, top transferred targets two years ago. And it's just a shambles in Barcelona right now. Uh, a big storyline was waiting to be happening in Barcelona. Nothing ever came to fruition. It could be happening uh, on the January transfer window. However, um, rumors were that... Um, Bernardo Silva will be the last-minute signing. However, Pep Guardiola shut that down two days before the transfer deadline. Um, Chris, good morning. Welcome to episode 96. 
What are some of the storylines that you most liked out of the summer transfer window? Uh, we we followed a lot of them. Uh, let's pick the top five that that were the 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 you know the needy and gritty of the transfer deadline day. Well, what are some of your storylines? So I mean, if you're looking at it right, I think the big one right now. You know, we weren't really high on him coming to the Premier League, but. The fact of the matter is he's got nine goals already this season is uh, Erlen Holland. He played very well for Manchester City and has looked like the lethal striker that he did in Germany. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. Yeah, it seems like Pep Guardiola is really enjoying Erlen Holland. Uh, Erlen Holland is enjoying Pep Guardiola's coaching methods. So it's a good combination, good chemistry. Uh, let's just hope that the chemistry in the locker room continues. We all know what can happen during the season. Um, and therefore, you know, we, we just hope for the best for for them. I think another one we need to be talking about is uh, obviously Gabriel Jesus. He's played very mm -hmm. well with Arsenal so far. He is tied for first in assists with three, and he also has three goals in the season so far for Arsenal. He's been a big piece to why Arsenal is currently sitting at the top of the table right now with uh, five wins, no losses, and no draws. Yeah, absolutely. 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 It's uh -huh. insane to think about the fact that the top strikers right now in the Premier League both are part of Manchester City or were a part of Manchester City in the, in their in their time. Gabriel Jesus, a repurposed man, uh always thrived under the Arteta uh system when Arteta was the assistant manager over at, at City. Jesus was thriving uh, alongside of Cunaguero. So it, it was expected. It was expected for them to have a really good relationship and they they seem to have that. I think another one I'm kind of looking forward to um, is actually Wesley Fofana going from Leicester to Chelsea. I'm curious to see how he looks. You know, we saw how good Cucurella looked so far for Chelsea. I think adding Fofana is just keeping that midfield afloat. A lot of depth coming in that way for them. Yeah. I think one that's kind of curious to me, but it's not like a big move. It's definitely Willie Ann coming to Fulham. I just... Fulham is, is a team that they've just been spending money. They may not enforce have been spending a ton of money in the transfer window as being one of these teams that have come up from the EFL a season ago. And Fulham has made some some good moves, I think, overall. I mean, just looking at moves they've made, obviously getting Andreas Pereira from Manchester United is a good one. Uh, is a Diop, you know, they got Dan James coming in on loan. They got uh, Bernard Leno as well. And really – Besides uh, Carvalho going to Liverpool, they really didn't lose much from last year's team. So they've kind of just retooling, 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 and Alexander Mitrovic and company look very, very good fighting mm -hmm. to stay in the Premier League this season so far. So we'll have to wait and see how that plays out. I think the, the last one for me is definitely Liverpool. You know, they desperately needed help in midfield. And I think that they didn't feel comfortable spending the money right now on some of these guys. So what they do? They called Juventus and they got Arthur Mello on loan. I think he is very talented. I think there's potential that he could be a Liverpool guy long term, depending on how the fit is. But I think Jurgen Klopp's going to get the most out of him in a midfield that desperately needs some youth in it. Yeah, this is the Arthur Mello story is actually quite intriguing. Uh, he wasn't a great fit at Barcelona during his time. However, the systems of Barcelona changed over the years quite frequently. 
he was a decent fit at Juventus under the um, Allegri system and the previous system to that. However, here at at Liverpool, he's got an opportunity to really present himself at the highest level. He's got a coach that really knows how to develop midfielders to to the best of their potential. He's still relatively young. Uh, at a long move, comes in at an insane value. It's a brilliant move by club and the, the ownership of, of Liverpool. And on top of that, I mean, Frank, f- frankly, this is a guy that can that actually wins a lot of battles in the midfield. He he's not he's not your guy to be scoring goals and to be putting assists, but he's your guy to be a, a true center defensive mid that wins battles, handles the ball correctly, has really good pass accuracy, and can can really dribble the ball correctly. And that is exactly the type of assurance that you guys need right now in the midfield, considering that you don't really have that at this moment due to the amount of injuries that, that your your club is going under. It's not a lack of talent. It's just, uh, unfortunately, the, the injuries are just driving the, the bus right now for, for Jurgen and Liverpool. Um, I, I agree with you. Excellent storylines for me. My storylines of, of the last day of the transfer window was... Definitely the rush in getting the Thomas Tuchel Pierre Boumediene relationship going again. Uh, we ha- we saw that happen at Borussia Dortmund. They were thriving. They were a thriving club back in the day when Tuchel was the manager. Then it was a, an insane club with an unbelievable lineup. That's the reason why Dortmund was so good that that year. Uh, Pierre Boumediene. Huge respect towards Thomas Tuchel. Excited to be joining the Tuchel system again. This time it's under Chelsea. Uh, we all know that he left Arsenal in in a sour relationship with Mikel Arteta. So this wouldn't be surprising to me at all if he's coming in for a revenge tour and kid and it has already circled when Chelsea will be meeting Arsenal because I I am certain that that is going to be a very 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 rough game. We could see Tuchel versus Arteta. Happening. I mean, Tuchel seems to be picking fights left and right. Um, he's he's kind of embracing a little bit of Mourinho in that in that aspect, uh, and I kind of like it. I, I I feel like we need a badass in the Premier League, and and he could be that guy. Um, so definitely love that line. I I agree with you on the Wesley Fofana storyline. Um, after Leicester, we all saw, unfortunately for Leicester, there is a. There's quite a bit of stuff going on at Leicester City right now that it's a little bit concerning. Uh, we see that the locker room is really not that glued together like they once used to be with Brendan Rodgers. Brendan Rodgers alluded to the fact that there's a lot going on in the club and that the Wesley Fofana storyline didn't help at all. And it also wouldn't help at all that Wesley Fofana just blatantly came out saying, you know, Chelsea's where I really want it to be. Uh, that is that is a gut punch to the face uh, of of Leicester. It it ruins their whole entire you know appearance, their 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 legacy for now. And we saw that in in, in the fan base reaction yesterday when they lost to Manchester United at home, which is an insane feat for for Manchester United. When in, when in a Kim Power is. We we've all we've agreed before. King Power is a very very tough stadium to play in the Premier League. Probably the top five most difficult stadiums to play in the Premier League, and therefore, uh, the, you know, 
we saw what we saw in the scenery is there. We saw the fans booing their own club at, at halftime, booing even louder at the end of regulation time. It, it's just, it, it's a tough period right now to be a Leicester, whether you're a player or whether you're a fan or whether you're, you're a manager. Uh, another storyline that we that we saw, and <laughs> it, it's as wild as transfer deadline day is, Bamba Diang did not get to even be transferred to any team whatsoever. First and foremost, it was Leeds leading the way for, for Bamba Diang. Submitted a great bid for him at a, at a decent value, which was way more than what the original club was asking for. Last minute. Club in itself decides to say, you know, we we want a little bit more money and insert a clause into the contract that Leeds had not agreed upon to, and so they called off the deal immediately. Then Olympia uh, Olympic Marseille jumps into the, into the aspect of things, and Marseille gets the deal done, gets it over the line. Coming to medicals though, and Bombardier fails the medicals, which makes the transfer illegitimate and impossible to make happen. What a what a collapse altogether for for Bombardier. I mean, that is just brutal. I don't know. I don't know if you have any other thoughts to that, Jones. No, it's definitely uh, a tough story for sure. Yeah, yeah. And then last and last and um, most importantly too, the Pierre Boumediene deal wouldn't have been done at such a low value if Marcos Alonso hadn't been thrown into the mix. It was an excellent swap deal plus cash where Chelsea wouldn't be dishing out the money that Barcelona was looking for because originally Barcelona was looking for 25 plus for a Bourmian. And on top of that, I mean, Barcelona get their needs covered as well at a at a low risk financial transaction, which is kind of what Barcelona needed to do because at, at towards the end of the days, there was a lot of concerns about the, registering a lot of these members that they that they have gotten over the transfer deadline uh because of those financial situations that they've been going through but they were able to manage it one way or another uh, this is a great move for both clubs both clubs win at the end of the day um so overall great transfer window now now it's time to get the seasons going um and speaking of seasons let's move on with the premier league um great 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 slate of games this midpoint of the week um, let's go over let's go over our records and let's go let's start predicting over for the weekend's action. So Jones, take it away, my friend. Yeah, so after a very rough Tuesday, the boys bounced back five and five overall last week. Or I shouldn't even say last week, but uh for match day five. We're moving on to match day six here. Uh I am now sitting at 23 and 27. Diego is 24 and 26. So let's dive in, shall we? How about the first one? Merseyside Derby this weekend. Liverpool Everton. Yeah, I got Liverpool winning this one three to one. Liverpool's looking strong. I have no reasons to pick against them. I'm gonna go Liverpool again, two to one. I think they've won their last two meetings against these against uh each other. And I think that this Everton team isn't up to the level that they were when Kyle Ancelotti was the manager when they were coming to the Maryside derbies and getting draws against Liverpool. I don't see that happening here. Uh, I think Everton plays them tough. However, I do think Liverpool comes out on top. We'll go Liverpool 2-1. All right, I like it. 
All right, the next one is Leeds, and I believe they're playing – I'm drawing a blank right now. Brentford? Yes, sir. Leeds and Brentford. I'm going with a draw here. Both teams don't have much separating them. I'm going to want one draw. I'm going to go Leeds 2 nothing. Uh, in the two meetings last year, it was a 2-2 draw at Leeds, and it was a 2-1 win for Leeds on the road this time around. They're at Brentford again. Leeds has already won there. I see them continuing to take that step forward. I'll take Leeds uh, 2 nothing. Next one on my list, I have Chelsea and West Ham. I got Chelsea winning this one in a close battle against West Ham, 3-2. to two. I'm going to go Chelsea one nothing. I think with a couple of these transfers that are happening, they probably won't be fit enough to play in this matchup. And Chelsea has won three out of the last four, but two of them have been one nothing victories. So I'm going to keep that trend going. I think they went one nothing. Like it. Like it. All right. The next one is Newcastle and Crystal Palace. I got Newcastle winning this one against Palace. It's at St. James Park. Palace has struggled in, in away games more um, more often than not. I'm going 2 nothing Newcastle. I'm going to go 2-1 Newcastle. Looking at these last five matches between these two teams, it's been three wins for Newcastle, two wins for Crystal Palace. However, like you said, Newcastle's at home. They play much better at home. I'm going to take them to win one. Uh, I'm sorry, 2-1. to one. Next one, we have Nottingham Forest and Bournemouth. I see Nottingham Forest bouncing back. Um, Bournemouth, it's a little bit weaker in defense than Nottingham is. Nottingham has a decent offense building up right now with a lot of um, a lot of great stuff building up to it. Renan Lodi is now part of Nottingham Forest. I see this going 2-1. to one. I'm going to go 2 nothing here. Bournemouth played well last week, but... It's at Nottingham Forest. Nottingham Forest needs a big bounce back spot after last week, after uh, earlier in the week, their debacle against Manchester City. Yep. Next one will go Tottenham and Fulham. I got Tottenham winning this one, 2 nothing. I got them winning 3 to 1. Tottenham, last time they played them was in 2021. They won 1 nothing. It, it was a tight game. This isn't the same Tottenham team from before. Yeah. Uh, I think this Tottenham offense, especially with them not being able to close out West Ham earlier this week. I think they come out fire and I go 3 1. All right, next one we got Wolves and we got Southampton. I got Wolves winning this one. They desperately need a victory finally in their record. Uh, it's been a tough, tough, tough season for Wolves so far. However, this is at home. This is an opportunity to bounce back 2 to 1, Wolves. They're just gonna go with a one draw, but they haven't had a draw in a while, so maybe they're due. You know what? Keep it. I'm gonna go stick with the one-one draw. Southampton hasn't beat Wolves since 2019. A couple draws in the mix there, but Wolves has been better all-around team. However, I think Southampton will do enough defensively to contain Wolves. I think one-one both sides. All right, next we got Man City, and we have Aston Villa. Yeah, I got sitting with this one right now. Um, Erling Holland, we spoke about him earlier today. Absolutely unstoppable. Three to one, City. I'm going to go two nothing. Villa hasn't beaten them in the last 10. 
only getting one draw out of that as well. City has dominated them since uh, 2014. I think it continues there. Uh, we'll go City 2 nothing. All right. Next, we have Brighton, and we got Leicester City. I got Leicester winning this one, um, getting their first victory of the season, 2-1. to one. They desperately need a win here. Brendan Rodgers alluded to having some shakeups in the room, maybe shaking up a little bit of the lineup here and there. And uh, this is their opportunity to bounce back, 2-1 to one Leicester. I'm going to go 2-1 to one the other way. I'm going to go Brighton here. Okay. I understand that this is what Leicester needs is a win like this, but Brighton has just been too good for me not to take him in this spot. I'm going to go uh, Brighton 2-1. Finally, last match for the Premier League, we have Arsenal and Manchester United. United rattling off three in a row after was dropping the first two. Yeah, so listen, Arsenal, I know they, they're 5-0 right now. They, they've they had a very good one. However, Arsenal's slate has been a little bit more lenient coming forward than what United has had to deal with. United has also struggled to get their signings done ahead of time, and that's why Arteta has gotten ahead of ahead of the lineup here for the whole Premier League. Um, however, defensively, United right now, it's a brick wall. It's very difficult to get past Varane, past Delaud, past Malasia, past Martinez. Um, and I think this is defensively is where United is a lot stronger than Arsenal. I see this going two to one, especially with uh United when uh United at home. I think the home crowd will also be the twelfth man there. So I'm gonna go in a little bit of a different direction. So the last five meetings between these two clubs, so basically since we started the podcast in twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. Arsenal's three one and one against them. However, in the two games at Old Trafford, it was it's been one nothing Arsenal and three to two. Manchester United. I think both the defenses are good. Like you said, Manchester United's defense has been uh, tremendous, and they haven't given up a goal in their last two two matches. I think that trend continues. However, I don't think they, United also gets a goal either. I think it's going to be a nil-nil draw. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. All right. Real quick, let's move into our EPL best bets. It's been brutal. I've lost four straight. Diego's lost uh, every week. It's it's not been great. We're trying, folks. We're trying. So this week we're doing doing um same thing. Uh, Diego's taking Liverpool minus one and a half at plus mm-hmm. one hundred. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take Newcastle at plus one hundred five. Our uh, yellow card parlay this week is uh, at plus seventeen ninety one odds. Liverpool minus one and a half. Newcastle. Tottenham minus one and a half, and then we're taking Nottingham Forest as well. Those are our four plays inside the parlay. That is 0-5 minus five units. However, we're going to get this. We're going to hit this this week. We're going to go 1-5 plus 12.91 units. Watch. There we go. I like it. All right, so let's move move over to the opposite side of of England. Let's move over to, to Spain where we got some really hot matches coming in for for this week. Um, La Liga games, picked by yours truly here. Let's get started. Sevilla taking on Barcelona. This is always a must-watch game. I got Barcelona winning this one, however, 3-1, having concluded their deals and having to put together a really good team for, for this transfer window. I think Barcelona will get moving forward. 3-1 Barcelona against Sevilla. 
I'm gonna go two to one. Sevilla hasn't beat Barcelona at all in their last ten. Barcelona with one, two, three, four, five, six wins, four draws. I'll take Barcelona in this one. Give me them two to one. Mm-hmm. All right. Up next is Real Sociedad versus Atletico Madrid. Really, really intense game coming up here. Um, Atletico, however, needs to do a little bit more work offensively. I think both teams are evenly matched at this time right now in the league. <clears throat> I think as the league will progress, Atletico will get stronger. However, for this upcoming weekly schedule, I'm going to go with a 2-2 two to two draw between the two. Jeez, sorry. Yeah, no, I don't hate that either. I think both teams can play really well. However, I do think with it being played at Real Sociedad, it favors Real Sociedad in that sense. However, last time that these two teams faced at Real Sociedad, Atletico Madrid sneaked one out. I think that continues. I'll take Atletico to win 2 nothing in this one. Nice. Last right. one. Last Real but not Real Madrid. Yep. Last but not least, a battle between the top two teams right now in the league right now. I personally see Real Madrid sneaking this one in a good way and leading their their expectations here. Four to two, Real Madrid. You just really like goals to be scored, huh? This is La Liga. It's Karim Benzema, and Real Madrid has a decent team this year. Might as well. <laughs> so their last five, it's it's been Real Betis two one, Real Madrid three two, nil nil draw, one nothing Real Madrid, nil nil draw. I think, like you said, Real Madrid's gonna squeak one out here. I think it's gonna be two nothing Real Madrid. Nice. All right, let's go over to the Serie A slate. All right, let's do it. Serie A. Hold on, I actually. Forgot to update on records in that. So go back on La Liga. I'm three and six. Diego is four and five. Diego mm-hmm. work, slowly working his way to being the king of La Liga. I am four and five. I thought I was three and six. Four and five. Four and five. All right, I'll take it. Hey. So you were to go back in our notes. You were three and three. You you had Real Madrid win. And then Real Falcano and Sevilla, which both lost. Got it. All right. Yeah. So I thought the both So in Syria, I am six and six. You are five and seven. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the first game we are talking about is AC Milan and Inter Milan. Yeah, the uh, Derby de la Malina. Yep. Uh, I'm going this year with AC Milan squeaking a win two to one. I'm actually going to go with a, a one one draw here. Boy, I was hoping I, I was hoping you would pick the draw because that's where I was leaning. But I was like, nah. I just think the way that both these teams are playing, it's tough to get like a clear cut favorite in this one. Yeah. I think the draw has good value. Um, definitely make sure that you're following my personal account for all the soccer. Bets that I've been doing as of late. You know, I've been the king of Serie A so far this year. Uh, I mean, you know, just a humble brag and pull my pull my numbers in Serie A for you. 
Siri, uh, I am three and three, but I'm at plus two point five four units. I made my first three, and then a couple parlays didn't hit, so I don't really counter like that. But we're we're looking good in that aspect. So I I just think there's good good value in the draw, especially with it being right now plus two fifteen, both sides being uh one fifty five and one seventy five on the money line as well. It's just I don't know. And I just looking back at their last few meetings head to head, it's it like it flip flops. It goes Inter Milan, Inter draw. AC Milan, like there's so many different factors that can go into that. So, or to being where it's at, I'm gonna go with the one one, one one draw. I like it. I like it. All right, next one is uh, Lazio and Napoli. I got Napoli winning this one two to one. Um, Napoli with a little bit of higher odds on the aspect of things. That's why I'm leading. Napoli's won four out of the last five against Lazio. Both teams are 2 0 and 2. I think I'm just going to flip a coin. I'm going to say Lazio 2 1. All right. And the last one is uh, Juventus and Florentino. I got this one for Juventus uh, 2 0. Uh, last time that these two teams played at, at uh, Florentino was May of last May of 2022. Florentino. Two nothing win over them. I think it's going to be uh, two nothing Juventus on the other side. All right, so let's go to our Bundesliga best bet. Yep. Selection. Uh, I am two and two. Diego is one and three. Diego, I will let you start. Why don't you give me your Bundesliga best selection? I'm going the safe route here. I'm going Bayern Munich over Union Berlin. Uh, Bayern has been unstoppable. He is super dangerous. I, I have no reason to pick against him. I am going a different route because I immediately thought of that off, off the bat today when we, when I was making my notes. But I'm actually going with Bayern Leverkusen over SC Freiburg. That was one of the, t- the picks I had too. And here's why. Lever- Leverkusen is horrible right now. They're one and three. Freiburg is sitting at three three one and oh. By uh Leverkusen has beaten them three out of the last five. Freiburg's played them tough, however, the last three have ended at two to one scores. I think it's Leverkusen's time, two to one. They're gonna win. Give me Leverkusen over SC Freiburg. Okay, I like it. All right, let's move into Lug one. Where you are two and three, and I am three and two. All right, let's do it. Again, I'm going to start with you. Let's go. I'm picking Leon uh, this week. Leon over over Rogers. Yeah, Arise, whatever it's called. <laughs> I'm going to take AS Monaco over OG Nice. Monaco has won four. Four out of the last five and five out of the last six overall. I think Monaco is just a better all-around team than OG Nice, and I think they get the job done here. All right. So that does it for all that. Any um final touches that you want to add on to episode 96? Yeah. Uh, keep in mind, too, for the Sunday game between Manchester United and Arsenal – 
Anthony will be eligible to play, will be able to be a part of the game. Who knows if he will be starting or if he'll be coming off the bench. However, that is a key factor into that game. Stay on, uh, you know, stay on and watch that game. That will be one to monitor there. We'll see how Anthony fits into the lineup, if he will be potentially replacing uh, Alanga at this point or if he will be replacing Sancho. However, um, definitely want to keep an eye on um, Ronaldo as well. We'll, we'll probably be fitted as a, as a striker more than anything else. So just something to keep an eye on for, for the Manchester United side of things. Uh, other than that, excellent slate coming up this week. Definitely stay, you know, on top of, on top of our bets here and whatnot. At this time, episode 96 concludes here. Unless Jones, you have anything else to add on? Oh no, I do. Um, so Final thing, obviously, you know, it's fun, Premier League and all the the European club competitions, but the big one is coming back this upcoming week where you're going to be discussing, especially with these big games coming up, this is something you're going to want to watch out for. You got PSG, Juventus, you got Sevilla and Manchester City, you have uh, Inter Milan and Bayern Munich, Ajax and Rangers, Liverpool and Napoli coming up this week. Yep. Yep. So we'll be, uh, we'll, we'll be definitely diving into Champions League very, very, very soon. But until then, episode 96 concludes here. Thank you all so much for tuning in every week, turn, tuning on to listen to us, to hear us ramble, or even just to watch us ramble, just all together, be clowns and whatnot. Uh, so, reminder make sure that you're following us on. Twitter, on TikTok, on Spotify, whatever whatever platform you use to tune in to us every day and weekly, make sure that you're following us there. Twitter is at Podcast Card. TikTok is Yellow Card Pod. And on Spotify, Yellow Card Podcast. Find us there. Um, we'll also be updating our branding, considering that we are right now independently driven. So we'll be updating our, our, our branding. Stay tuned for that. Until then, episode 96 concludes here. Everybody have a safe and great Labor Day weekend ahead of y'all here in the U.S. And if you are listening to us outside of the U.S., have a wonderful weekend. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Diego Jones signing off. Until next week.